That's right, you geeks. Welcome into the Echo Screen Live, the official podcast of the clan of the Grey Wolf. As always, I am your host, the Commodore. Where's that bell? I don't hear that bell. Ding dong. There it is. Joining me, as always, is Rue from afar. Rue, how are you this fine evening? Hello. My name is Joe. I got a wife and three kids. I work in a button factory one day. My boss came to me and said, Joe, are you busy? I said, no. He said, turn the button with your left foot. Hi. Okay, I'm done. Spontaneous dance number. I'm done. <laughs> uh, hi, everybody. Bet you weren't expecting that. I know I wasn't. Um, yeah. So we, we, we have been uh, toying with the idea for a long time of doing just, you know, just a shotgun cold open thought, thought we might try that out tonight so uh anyway <laughs> as you might have guessed this is the this is the the episode we teased the last time about musicals just in case you couldn't tell from our slightly impromptu and poorly improvised i might add uh intro there <laughs> we yeah tonight's topic is completely random we decided to go far afield for no good reason. So uh, this, this enjoy it. Literally like nothing else you've ever heard here on the Echo Screen. It's certainly not because we're out of ideas. We have plenty of ideas. But for some <laughs> reason, some, many of you start telling us to do really wacky things like this. And then, uh, you know, you begin demanding it of me. And as we, I was kicking and screaming about this topic last week. Now here we are. So uh, I'm, I'm not kicking and screaming. I'm just going to lie down and take it. Actually, We're going to talk about musicals. <clears throat> I believe you forced me to do this this morning because I'm like, hey, we should do a different topic. And you're like, no, I want to do musicals. I'm ready to well, do I, musicals. I, I love musicals. getting myself ready. And for I was like, OK, because you... fine, <laughs> because, fine. Well, you I, beat I, me I, down, I thought Tommy. you were just being a turncoat because you're just like. Hey, uh, listen, I'm, I'm making you do the show. We're, we're, we're doing musicals next time. Don't ever, hey. don't tell me anything else. And then the day of you go, ah, I don't know, man, this musicals topic. Maybe we should just, you know, can it. I'm like, what are you talking hey. about? Hey, hey, we're getting far afield here. Yeah, we, we are getting far Let's afield. Get, no, no reason to, uh, to air out the dirty laundry. Anyway, folks, that is the topic news. of the day, which happens to be musicals. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the ones that we like. We're going to talk about the ones we don't like. We're going to talk about how... Some of them suck. Some I'm of them gonna, don't. I'm gonna convince and if you don't care, like then we'll, we'll see you next episode. Um, but as any of you have uh, that have joined us for the program previously know, there are three portions of the program. And the topic du jour is actually the second portion. So the first portion is the tids and bits, the news and notes. Uh, we've narrowed it down to one, thank God. So um, I think I went first last time. Do you want to go first this time with a tid and or bit? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I don't really have a point to my tid and or bit. It's a, it's a news note that I don't get. Um, it's the never, help. it's the never ending saga of Gamergate and anti-Gamergate and it never dies. Um, okay. apparently Nintendo of America terminated employee, treehouse employee, Allison Rapp. <clears throat> Why? I'm not sure because I've been actually trying to figure out what the purpose behind it was. And mostly I find, uh, articles saying, well, you know, Gamergate hates women. So they're trying to destroy all women in gaming. And I'm like, well, Okay. I, I, I don't think that's really why Nintendo fired her, but sure. Um, I don't know. Something about she wrote a thesis about pedophiles in Japan 
and it's not oh. family friendly. But I don't know. Nintendo doesn't seem to have actually released a statement yet. It's it's weird. I don't I don't know why I bring this up. It's just kind of I'm really really sick of this whole thing. We talked about this when this became a thing like a year and a half ago. I get was it that long ago? Holy crap! It, it's crazy. <clears throat> as crazy was that long ago? Absolutely. And it I, I still really don't like either side. This is such a this is people really with way too much time on their hands on 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 both sides, either trying to either trying to be offended at everything or or in either way, honestly, on either side. It's 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 I don't know. And I have some people that have told me before, like on either side, same thing. It's like, ah, oh, if you're if you can't be neutral, you have to be with us or you're the enemy. And it's right. like that's not, I'm pretty sure that's how World War II started. That's exactly. That's like Nazis right there. Hitler. <laughs> yeah, Bing, good ones lost. It's, it's true. You're either with us or against us. Really, that's interesting. Since when? Since when have you uh, uh, brought up the uh, the topic of the Fourth Reich? Um, what fourth. So, but... I, yeah, I, I don't know why this thing won't die. I don't understand it because people like I... to argue on the internet. Um, that's probably probably the root cause because I don't think there's <clears throat> actually any merit to anything anymore. It, it, I don't think anyone is actually looking badly at video games because of Gamergate. I don't think well journalists are getting much of a bump by writing stupid, mostly ignorant articles about it. Um, what is there left to do with this topic? How is it still alive? It's just is being, it just because people want to argue. It's being beaten the ground, and and unfortunately, this Ms. Rap lost her job somehow because of it because of this whole thing um I, I mean the thing is my guess is that nintendo probably took an uh, overreactionary ca- uh, cautiously uh, overreactionary step sorry um and because nintendo of america because let's be fit let's face it this isn't the first time i've done such a thing we never talked about this on the show but uh friend of the program chris pranger was also fired uh, from from Nintendo of America, not for Gamergate, but for comments he made on a podcast, not ours. Um, yeah, thank you. <clears throat> we didn't get anybody fired. He I was here on our podcast several times, but didn't say anything. Oh God, that that Nintendo knows uh, about it, at least. Yeah, but um, that's a good point. They probably never knew our stuff, so if they saw our stuff, maybe they would be like, "Oh, we should have gotten rid of him years ago." Um, yeah, whoops. regardless, but who are these guys? Yeah, okay. Nintendo. I think most people would agree. Like, yeah, Nintendo has every right to fire him if they want. They have every right to fire anyone they want. But yes. it seemed overreactionary. It seemed without terribly good cause. I'm sure it's the same thing here because that's what Nintendo does. They're very cautious. Um, so it's a it's a shame that this happened. I'm sure she'll find. Uh, employment gainful employment elsewhere with with such a resume but i i'm so so tired of this argument and it does absolutely nothing but tear down gaming in general as a hobby and it just makes everyone look childish and it's uh it's it's witch hunts it's witch, witch hunts as far as the eye can see so you know what makes people look childish playing video games uh, wearing a, a giant thumb. headset and staring into nothingness, which is the segue <laughs> into my, uh, which is the segue into my tit <clears throat> in a bit, which is that the Oculus Rift has commercially been released as of this week. Um, the the few folks um, that were lucky enough from the original Kickstarter to have donated got their units. 
they're pretty much completely and totally sold out. There's none that are commercially available right now. But uh, technically, it's a released product in the wild. And all of the reviews and all of the, uh, the Internet swarm of news around this has, has, has kind of come and gone, settled down to a certain extent. And, uh, you know, I've, I don't know if you've read any of the reviews, but I, I scoured a few. Um, just to try to figure out what's going on. I actually watched a live feed from Giant Bomb, who um, were doing a live kind of, uh, I'll call it a let's play, but it's really more of a, let's just see what this thing's really all about. Um, a couple hours it was on. I, I watched it for about probably 20 minutes. Very interesting. Um, so the future is here. Boom. Future. Or if you watched our episode on VR, You'll know that um, you'll know that that we don't think that VR is probably the 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 great uh, end all and be all or the, or the next great iteration of technology here in this industry, but it could be. And uh, you know the the thing that I always said and I, I thought it was funny I tweeted this earlier is that is that the, the one of the biggest complaints is that once people get all the headsets on and the the Oculus has no capability to turn on a camera so you can see through it. As if it were transparent, right? Ooh, that's next step. VR glasses. That's, well, augmented HTC, reality. Apparently, the HTC Vive does have that feature. This, the the Oculus does not. But um, because you can't do that, once you put the the glasses on, you can't see anything. So people were were either sitting or standing because you have to sit or stand in front of your computer with the sensor. And um, they were getting the headset perfect and just right and everything else. And then they're doing this because they can't remember where they put the controller down. Or they can't remember where they put their drink. <laughs> and I just had this picture of like somebody tipping over, you know, a can of Coke onto their brand new, you know, Oculus machine cable running. Oculus right. PC. Yeah. Just because the, the stinking thing wouldn't allow them to see the desk. Folks, uh, I, I, I think the the concept of VR is is very interesting. And we are now in that generation that, that it's happened now. That's, so if we, if we look back. Yeah, if we look back and we say that it changed everything, this will be the week. You can, you know, mark it down. You were there. And if we look at it as the next virtual boy, you can laugh and say you were there as well. And, uh, you know, when your grandkids ask what was VR, you can say, well, it was this ridiculous idea. I, uh, I got to um, agree with Carrara in the chat is that uh, really the only way that VR will explode is when porn gets on it. As yeah, in all things, follow right. the porn. Yeah, and and so look to the uh, north. And, there you will find it. And again, comfort. and what's interesting is that all of the gaming outlets, right, that I normally frequent, places like Polygon, so on and so forth, some of the aggregation sites I, I follow, all of those guys, because they're they're so in. Every, you know it as well as I do. All the game journalists are just hoping VR is the greatest thing in the universe, right? That's what's going on. The problem, the problem is that that because they are all are now consumed by that technology, they have to report on all things VR. So there was an article in several of them this week about all of these different porn outlets that are now there that are go. now serving free VR to folks. Hot that and are fresh. VR. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Actually, wait, no, I saw something about that on Reddit. It was like <clears throat> Pornhub or something was giving away yeah. a certain number of free VR glasses. It's probably something similar to Google Cardboard, really, but they have a new section on their site for, like, well, it's not really VR, it's 3D renderings, but eh, 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 there you go. 
Uh, I, I have a funny feeling you're right. There will there needs to be some kind of industry transition. I'm not so sure gaming software is going to be what pushes the medium to uh, ubiquity the way that pornography might. All right, I'm done. I'm done with the news and notes here. That's good enough. Let's. I, let's, I, let's I do have a follow up to a news and or note from last week. Oh uh, yeah, go for it. So I talked about the uh, the uh, supposedly leaked Nintendo NX controller pictures that wanted to be totally fake. The fakers came out and were like, oh, yeah, we faked that. We're awesome, aren't we? And and it's hilarious because it's just like <laughs> all, all of the angst people. I was saying this last week. It's like, guys, chill. We don't even know if it's real. You know, even no. if it is, who knows how it's going to work, blah, blah, blah. All that angst was completely unnecessary, which kind of ties with my whole Gamergate thing. The internet, in general, angst is not nearly as necessary as people think it is. Um, <clears throat> but uh, follow up to that whole thing. So it turns out uh, we still know practically nothing about the Nintendo X NX. So. Yeah, which is a good Boom. thing. I don't mind that. I do not mind that at this point in time. All right. Um, good. So, so we actually followed up for once. That's good, too. Um, for folks, what, the, the third ever. portion of the program is the question and answer portion of the program. And if any of you are thinking of something right now, you have a dire need <clears throat> to ask a question to, to the two of us and potentially our uh, viewing audience at large. Um, you don't have to save it up for the third part of the program. You can actually ask it anytime by, if you're following along with the chat, just click on my name, Commodore 128. Send me a private message if you're following along a chat. Otherwise, you can tweet at <clears throat> it's the Commodore. Tweet your questions out there. And uh, we will assemble all of the greatest questions. We will ask them live on the air and hopefully answer them, too, if you're lucky. You can ask us about the NCAA tournament, Final Four, next weekend. Woo. You can do that. We, we both have a vested interest in it, just to give you a little bit of an understanding as to why we would want, where we would want to talk about it. Go Syracuse. Um, yes, and, uh, and so uh, they're going to need a lot of help. But um, <laughs> now let's do this. Let's, I mean, we, 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 we've dilly-dallied enough. It's time to talk about musicals. So, um, other than several of you out there that were pushing desperately for us to talk about this, I am going to I'm going to throw you right under the bus, and I'm going to ask you right now, why in the world did we want to talk about this? Well, I see an injustice in the world. <clears throat> let me let me ask you a simple that question. Not, that was not the answer I was going. I was expecting. <laughs> Well, because I see injustice in the world. Oh, okay. Well, that, that makes total sense. We, me, we absolutely need to talk about musicals. Let me ask you this, Kami. <clears throat> yes. Would you say you're a fan of musicals? Um, uh, short answers, please. No, no filibustering, Mr. In general? Mr. In general, no. Mr. Paul. In general, no. Would I'm you say... Oh, okay, very interesting. Would you, would you say you're a fan of Walt Disney Pictures? Movie Many. Pictures. Yes. Many, yes. Well, it might shock you to find out that many Disney pictures are musicals. No way. Way. We in, landed on the moon. In fact, in fact, you can credit in large part the Disney Renaissance from the late 80s through about 2000 to mm. music being musicals. Look at, well, and look at, you're talking about movie musicals. I'm talking about musicals in general, some of which may be in movies, some of which may have become so popular as movies that they have gone to stage, such as right. The Lion King, such as but I mean, Aladdin, but I mean, such as The Hunchback of Notre yeah. Dame, such as 
Oliver and, and such as I don't really know. Sorry. Um, but but musical theater didn't need the Disney Renaissance, right? I mean, musical theater, but it was, was helped by it. Was it arguably more popular before the Disney Renaissance because of things like Phantom of the Opera, um, Cats, which which is laughable on premise, but but became hugely hugely popular for some crazy stupid reason um, in the late seventies and early eighties. So. I think uh, were you really trying to point it at at movie musicals? It, it, or, why, don't, why don't why don't you tell me what oh, we were talking about? Because all musicals, are, you mean are it all? Equal you, you mean everything. in God's do eyes? Mean, do you mean opera? Sure, that's a musical okay. of sorts. Well, no, I, I would I would argue There's that singing? I would argue that musical. Okay, Webster's Dictionary defines the musical as. Hold on, okay. I'm going to actually find. Oh, were you just going to make it up and tell us the Webster's Dictionary <laughs> definition? Uh, Webster's Dictionary defines it as whatever I say it is. <clears throat> All right. Webster's Dictionary defines a musical as a thick liquid that is produced in some parts of the body, such as the nose and throat. Wrong. Sorry, Mucus. Musical. Thank you. Of or relating to music. Sorry, that doesn't. That's no, also the wrong either. definition. Uh, yeah, that's, that's an adjective. What is that? It's an adjective. Yeah, he's musical. That that's more of an adjective. Yes. Uh, yes. Can I can I have the noun, please? <laughs> yes, the, the noun form. Oh, oh yes. Adjective noun. Ah, a movie or play that tells a story, both speaking and singing. Yeah, but musicals aren't plays. Musical musicals. A movie or play. Yeah. But you can have a play that's not a musical. You're completely sidetracking me here. All right. I am. I'm I'm, I'm trying to focus us because I can't tell you that I like or don't like something unless you qualify it. A musical is something that tells a story through music, at least in part. How about that? Like if you said, do you enjoy musical theater? I would say by and large, absolutely not. I just I'm not a musical theater kind of person. How much musical theater have you seen? Quite a bit. Such um, as? well, um, Put you on, come on, Johnny on the spot. Let's do it. Yeah. So, so, uh, other than, um, you know, the, the yearly, uh, visits to see a Christmas Carol, um, you know, the, uh, I, the, I actually, whoa, whoa, whoa. You, as you recall whoa, whoa. in oh. college, I, I dated a, a young lady who was uh, very active in musical theater, saw many productions. No way. Um, wait, wait. What do you mean, Christmas Carol? That's not that's not a musical. Unless yeah. you mean the Muppet Christmas Carol, which is also no, a musical. The Muppet Christmas Carol, Christmas Carol, <laughs> Muppet Christmas Carol is an awesome movie musical. Absolutely, it which is However, a musical. So you, you realize, right? You live in a place where, like, there is a legendary musical production of a Christmas Carol, right? Flat Rock Playhouse. No. Anyway, look it up. Very famous <laughs> people have done this musical. Um, and, I, and I've seen it many times. I don't live there anymore, but I used to go ah, that's what you very get. frequently. That's what you get. Anyway, my point is, but see, those are the musicals I, I, I grew up knowing because my, my grandparents and my dad really enjoyed musicals like West Side Story. Old right? school musicals. The, the, these are, these are, these are, Musical theater, right? They are not movies. 
But the now, thing they, is, they filmed. So okay, this is ahead. the classic yeah. era of movie musicals because all they did was put a camera up and make and film the production, right? So that's not a movie musical the way that The Lion King is a is a is a musical, right? I like the musical, the movie musical, The Lion King. I like it. It's great. I don't like musical theater. I don't like the 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 antics. I don't like the the antics. You know. Well, the the random dance numbers and the, uh, you you know, you mean like the the non-random dance numbers in The Lion King, for say, where you have hyenas and lockstep going around Scar as he talks about being prepared because they're going to kill the king. No king, no king. Tra la la la. Tra la la la. (laughs) Um, Those aren't really dance dance numbers, though. They're they're just kind of built into. The plot. It's not somebody just randomly dancing around mm-hmm. for no reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, yeah, this, as you recall, was one of the main problems I had with Frozen. Precisely. Your, your argument would work if it were, if it were Frozen, because that's one of the reasons I didn't like Frozen. Here, here's what I'm telling you, all right? Well, you, you asked if, if I like musicals. I say in general, no, because musical theater to me is not something I really enjoy, right? But I do like, I do like a really good number of movie musicals. But... Uh, uh, a really good number. Of First off, funny that you say that you didn't like Frozen, because there's like mm-hmm. maybe 20 minutes of music in Frozen. The whole second half of the movie doesn't even have music in it. No, it's true. Mu- it's true. Musical singing, I should say. Yep. There's, there's music right. in the background, which is the right. score. That's different. Yes. But Star I, Wars. I, I, but Star the Wars, the musical, which I'm surprised hasn't happened yet. Um, or Star Trek. I was thinking about that today, too. Like, why didn't they make Star Trek the musical? That would totally rock. Well, you know, there's a Billy Joel musical, or there was. Moving out. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Anthony works at the grocery store. Yeah. I I I love Billy Joel's music. I love it. I would never ever see that. I have no interest in well, me, ever seeing let, Moving Out. Let me let me let me give you this. You like the Lion King. I like the Lion King. You like it in the movie? Mm-hmm. You think you'd like it on a stage? No. What is different between the movie and the stage? A a metric crap load is different between a production on the stage and a production in a movie. Are you really asking what what the difference is between a stage production oh, and a movie? I'm wondering if something has movie? basically the same plot and same music. Right, right, right. No, I got And you. same characters. I, well, but, you know. What is the difference? Have you ever. What is your mental block between movie and stage? Oh, God. There's there's so many things and most of it is Where, about the production itself, right? Right, but, but I understand what that, you're saying. I, well, hold on, because I think everyone could agree, it mm. takes more talent to put on a show on yeah. a stage when you're live. The triple threat. Yeah, I know. And what in you front mean. of you're people. right. You're right. You're right about that. It it takes more talent necessarily from the performers, not necessarily the people involved. Because I would I would argue there's some very artistic people that make movies and they do a trend a, 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 a you know, a, a job of transforming other works into what they're doing there. And that takes a ton of talent. But I get what you're saying. As a performer, the holy grail is to be in a theatrical production because you have to sing, you have to dance, and you have to act. And you actually have to act before you can probably sing and dance. So you don't necessarily have to do that if you're just doing the voice of a cartoon character or even if you're in a, a movie musical where generally they don't do random dance numbers or they don't do, you know, um, where you could do like uh, when they made uh, freaking Les Miserables into a musical and everybody sounds terrible singing, right? Oh, that's not fair. Not everyone. Just uh, what's Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe, yeah. 
Um, Jean Valjean was pretty good. So, okay. Uh, also, I'm, I'm going to push back a little bit more. Not everything has dancing with the singing. It's not all West Side Story. I think you got this theatrical, thing in your head that theatrical. everything theatrical in a theater yeah. is West yeah. Side Story, where they're all dancing yeah. and like... Did it, did it, did but it's did closer. It, did. It's closer. That's old da, school. Da, da. That's old yeah. school. Yeah. Tell me this. Have you ever seen Little Shop Old school of being like 1943. Yeah, of course. I've, I've, I've seen both the movie... Uh-huh. And theatrical production of, of Little Shop of Horrors. So if you've seen both, I assume you enjoy. I Little Shop of Horrors was never my favorite. You know that. But that wasn't the question. Um, I, I I didn't really like Little Shop of Horrors. That's not that's not my favorite. I would I would not I would not say I really enjoyed that one. Did you enjoy the movie? I like I like Rick Moranis. He's cool. Okay. And then you've seen a high school production. I know. Yeah, but but <laughs> I mean, also, course. but also like <clears throat> filmed product. So film theatrical productions of Little Shop of Horrors, just like Into the Woods, like the Sondheim Into the Woods, right? I've seen Into the Woods now, as see, a film production. Sure, and I'm not right. a fan of Into the Woods in general, but no, me neither. Regardless, okay. So okay, let's move on to something else here. <clears throat> Do you like Legally Blonde, the movie? No. All right. How about Heather's the movie? I don't even know what that is. Oh, come on. It's got Winona Ryder and it's got what's his face and it's got Up this other girl. It's from the late 80s. No. Okay, you've never seen it. Never mind. Heather? No. My point is is that these are this is this is part of the new, part of the newer wave of musicals on stage in Broadway yes. that are popular. Yes. Yes. They take their Like Spider-Man, Turn Off the Dark. Spider-Man. Right, except that was a flop and it sucked. There oh. are. I, th- I thought that, I thought your argument was was that all of these are 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 great, even though the movies were terrible. No, not necessarily. I'm just saying. Oh, I'm just saying. Oh yes, and the yep. wedding singer. You've seen the wedding singer. Thank you, Luscious T. You've seen, seen the wedding singer. You've seen yes. the wedding singer. Yes. And you liked it. I, I love the wedding singer. That's a great movie. Now, would you be surprised to know that it was a musical, and that it is better than the movie? Because it expounds more on the plot. It has right. touching music involved. I think you could work with me here. I think you'd... Now, hold I think, on a minute. Hold uh, on. The Wedding Singer was a musical before it was a movie. Is that nope, what you just said? No, no. Oh, okay. Was, okay. This yeah. is my, sorry, yeah. I, I skipped my initial point. Is that movies have become the source material for quite... I kind of went Dr. Yes. Dr. Cox there. Uh, yes. Listen, newbie. Uh, musicals has become the source material <laughs> for so many musical got it i follow I, I'm, I'm i'm with you i got you um true okay and quite frequently not always spider-man turn off the dark is something completely different that's that's just based on the source material of spider-man it's not actually based off of a movie really but these musicals that are based off of movies have the chance to be workshopped and expanded upon and spend a lot more time than the movie was initially spent on and they or attract a completely different audience that might sure. actually give a crap about a, a, a real production that explores people's motivations, which is what good theater should do. Right. And I agree. And, exactly. And and these uh, are able to tell a more full story and are usually I would even say usually nowadays better than the original source material of the movie. Something worth looking into. I like Legally Blonde, the movie. I really enjoy Legally Blonde, the musical. It's a lot of fun. I mm. don't even like Heather's the movie. Heather's the musical is actually 
a lot t- more touching, a lot funnier, mm. uh, because music is, and this is, I think, something you can agree with me with, because you like music mm-hmm. a bit. Mm-hmm. Music yep. is a great way to make people feel emotions that simple prose might not be able to. Yes or no? Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. I think so, I think when when done well, right? Yes, a, of course. A song, well. you know, if if you look at something like, I mean, this is why musicals do what they do because if you look at something, it, it, people just randomly bursting out in a song makes no freaking sense at all, right? It, I'm not it, it completely it involves. No, no, no. I, I, I'm, <clears throat> I'm agreeing with you. Damn it! Shut up. So, 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 what I'm saying is, it takes a certain suspension of disbelief, which a lot of people aren't willing to give musicals because it's ridiculous. It's patently absurd. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, but if it adds something to the emotion, if it allows somebody to really, as you said, expand on ideas, expand on ideas that are that are motivational for them or, you know, try to, you know, flesh something out a little bit more about their character, then it works really well. And and I think there are countless examples of that that we could point to um that aren't just disney movies but but think of a really great disney music song you 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 know and love and then look at one that's really terrible and you see that that you know one does it really really well and it's poignant and you go man this is great um and then you know look at the ones that 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 aren't and you go man that sucks mm-hmm. so absolutely i agree 100 percent. Okay. music is is, a, is an integral part here and and even though it's patently absurd, and even though it makes no narrative sense, and even though it's really stupid and hokey, if you get past all that, it can absolutely touch you, and it can make something more, I guess, fulfilling. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Good. Artistically, I'm glad we've yeah agreed on that. That musicals yeah. are pretty darn awesome for telling stories. They're pretty great narrative devices. But they can Oof. be. I'm not saying all they musicals can. are good. Obviously, yeah. not all movies yeah. are good. Not all TV shows are good. Yeah. So we've gotten that far. That's excellent. Now, perhaps musicals can be a great teaching device as well. Mm. Do you think there would be scores and scores of Internet videos about teenagers expressing or singing about or, or, or conversing about the first treasurer, secretary of the treasury of the United States. Do you think that would be something that would actually happen like a year ago? Only if Ken Levine had made (laughs) Hamilton robots that went around (laughs) and tried to kill you in, um, in Bioshock Infinite. But other than that, probably not. You're right. Right. So so Hamilton is like super hot musical right now. Like like nothing. Super hot it's, right it's, now. It's so hot right now. So hot right now. <laughs> but like like the last time I Isn't remember, it so hot for racism right now? I think I think I read some headlines this morning about them. Uh, actually, like, yeah, I did see something about that. How Well, hold on. Let me explain for people who might not have heard. So this is this is like really like the hottest ticket on Broadway right now. And and in a long time, like last I remember hearing about a musical, this, you know, fanatically sought after in terms of tickets was Book of Mormon. And even then, uh, which is the Trey Parker, Matt Stone musical, which is also awesome, by the way. One of their musicals. Well, they're only they're using your definition. They're only Broadway musicals. Sorry. Sorry. Right. True. Because, yes, Team America and South Park 
are also both musicals. And Cannibal the Musical. And Cannibal the Musical. Very good. Very good. Extra points there. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and all are, are good to certain extents. Absolutely. Although but, I tried rewatching Cannibal and it's 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 just not well, very good. It's like a student film. I mean, it's a student film. I it's <laughs> my we can my, do as a student film in college. My girlfriend at the time fell asleep halfway through that movie and I was like, I'm laughing and she's like, This is not very good. You realize that? And I'm like, Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm um, just laughing. I think it's silly, but whatever. We I remember watching it on the band bus in college when we were traveling from one place to another. It was the most ridiculous thing. Oh, sidebar. Did you notice during the UNC, uh, like, Providence game or something like that, that there was a dance-off between the UNC pep band and, like, the Providence pep band? It was getting a little freaky. Yes. Yes. Why didn't we do stuff like that? That's not good. They shouldn't do that. (laughs) No good. Anyway. That's no no good. (laughs) Anyway. Okay. Sorry, going back to where I was going. Teaching. Yeah. <clears throat> Hamilton is a musical written by Lynn manuel Miranda, uh, which is based uh, somewhat loosely off of an autobiography of Alexander Hamilton, who was a founding father of the United States, first secretary of the Treasury, did lots of other stuff too. But regardless, it's about his life and times and how he was eventually killed by Aaron Burr in a duel, uh, who was vice president at the time, but Aaron Burr was. Which uh, is awesome. I know, right? <laughs> but yeah. uh, but he te- so he tells this story. And, and all of this was legal. <laughs> well, yeah, in New Jersey. Um, anyway, so, so this has spurred so much interest, not only in Alexander Hamilton, but in Aaron Burr and in Thomas Jefferson and George Washington. Well, he always has a lot of interest. But regardless, these people that, especially teenagers... Yeah. wouldn't necessarily be all that interested in, but they're willing to learn. I remember I remember about a year ago, there was new news about how they're talking about putting a woman on U.S. currency for the first time. And the mm-hmm. Treasury Secretary, I think, said, uh, yeah, we're going to replace Hamilton on the $10 bill with it. And at the time, there were a few people that were like, ah, that doesn't make any sense. He was Secretary of the Treasury. That makes sense. You know, he, you gotta he, be on something. he worked hard to yeah. do this, blah, 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 blah. Take Andrew Jackson off. He was a douchebag. Whatever. Yes. And there was a little like bit, that. a little bit of pushback then. Now, yeah. <laughs> there's like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people who would like riot if Alexander yeah. Hamilton was taken off of the ten dollar bill. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Which is How really was... funny because of a musical. This is because of a musical. And part of the reason why this musical has gotten so much traction is because it it's not just a hip hop musical, but it does use hip hop amongst a bunch of sorry, a bunch of other musical stylings to tell this story. And also it uses, uh, I guess now officially a colorblind casting. Um, there, what you were referring to this morning was there was initially the original cast is about ready to move on and do other things. So they're getting ready to cast again and all yep. except for the King of England is played by uh, non-white characters. <clears throat> and initially the, the uh, audition uh, notice said no, no white characters need apply. And then I think there was a little, a few people that were like, uh, uh, you can't do that. That's racist. It yeah, says so. That's we, called racism. It's called. <laughs> it's like yeah. the, you, you kind of can't do that according to like the the screen actor, <laughs> not Screen Actors Guild, but the uh, the Broadway equivalent. Uh, anyway, yeah. so anyway, colorblind casting, which makes it really interesting. Uh, the idea being that hey, America is a nation of immigrants, and this is like telling it as if there were people, you know, as America is today, you know, yes, white people are the majority, but it's a lot less than it used to be. 
Point being, it's teaching people about the first secretary of the U.S. Treasury, and and people are enjoying it. Uh, you have things like uh, Pocahontas, which was a movie musical from Disney that's mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. kind of incorrectly, but still tells the story about Pocahontas. Who, who would really know about Pocahontas and John Smith before that, especially in terms of kids? You know, you have Mormonism <laughs> through the Book of Mormon being being taught uh, in, in the Book of Mormon. You yep. have you have you know, you shouldn't you shouldn't feed your plants human blood being taught through through Little Shop of Horrors because that just turns I, out bad. I think you were stretching before. Now you're really stretching. With that one. <laughs> My point um, being is that yeah. is that this the, the musicals can be a great teaching tool. Sure. For the youth but, but, of America. But so can anything, beyond. right? I mean, Ridley Scott has successfully um, has successfully taught people completely what didn't happen. A, a completely fantasized set of stories for numerous historical events in movies now. And those movies were not musicals. And um, they could have been used and leveraged in exactly the same, fa uh, same fashion as a musical to teach lessons on things uh but they didn't but they could have and you know pretty much every artistic genre has the exact same you know capability there musicals i guess what i'm saying is musicals are not unique in that regard they're not unique but in certain ways they can be better than other for yeah I, I know what you're getting at right? you're teaching. getting at kind of like you really wanted games. you really wanted to talk about bill cosby didn't you you wanted to talk right. about bill cosby here didn't you yes Yep. See, I knew it. So <laughs> why, why do you know, like if I said, for example, if I, if I, if I gave you the following line, what would you say? Pudding pop. <laughs> no, I'm not, not, not going to do that. I'm just a Bill. Oh, I'm a Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby, Schoolhouse Rocks. He created those little musical vignettes because they're great mnemonic devices. Bill Cosby? Bill Cosby. I don't believe you. You didn't know that? I think you're making this up. That Bill Cosby created Schoolhouse Rocks? Wow. It's Schoolhouse Rock, first of all. Go look it up. Um, anyway, my point is, the reason they chose to do that format is making your point. Because they, huh. you know, songs stick with people. They're catchy. Right? One of the reasons that people... Loved Frozen and then got really sick of Frozen is because of the earworm that is Let It Go. Huh. No matter what you do, Let It Go per will permeate your soul. Oh, sure. Of course. It's a total earworm, right? That's, the, that's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. What I'm saying is, I guess to your point, you could teach a lesson a lot easier through a song, right? We, we learn our ABCs in songs, right? Of course. We, we, learn, uh, we learn the of days of the week song. song, right? I mean, ex uh, exactly. Sonic Rose just brought up Animaniacs. How many people learned oh, stuff through Animaniacs because they had little songs about? They might be giants. No, they was Constantinople. They have yeah. They've put out lots of kids' songs. Yeah. Um, songs. Are I great. just learned that they do, do dogs don't lay the, eggs. The, the hot dog dance from the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Uh, these, yeah, these are these are new dad thoughts. This, but this, they might be giants. Did the hot dog dance? I was like, this is great. This is no wonder a week in a row so. that you've brought this up to me. But yes, yeah, you, but not to the to the peoples. They didn't know that. <laughs> okay, so my point being, wrap wrap all this up a little bit. Yeah, musicals 
get a bad rap as being a little frou-frou. They can be a little ridiculous, like in Rent, where literally everyone in New York has AIDS. Which which was hysterically <laughs> lampooned by... In another musical, Team America. In another musical, right, which I actually really enjoyed. And, and, and they can be, they can cause, you know, potential deaths and, and loss of property, like in um, uh, uh, Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. <laughs> Turn Off the Dark, yeah. But... For those of you who have not given musicals a chance, yeah, and I'm looking at you too, Kami. Yeah, you should do so. You should. So I have, should I have go. a question there's, for there's you. There's all sir. sorts of of theater everywhere across the world. Doesn't yeah. have you don't have to go to Broadway to find no. a, a good musical to watch. There's all sorts well, of there's all sorts of traveling shows, professional traveling to. shows. Yeah. There's community yeah. theaters. There's yeah. high school productions. If you want to be that right. creepy old guy sitting in the back of the high school auditorium. What's watching... that guy doing back there eating a bucket of chicken? <laughs> watch the musical, I guess. I don't know. But give give him a try. You might you might like something. You, yeah. You I mean, find I, something that you didn't know before and you might like something you didn't think you liked. Yeah. I, I agree with that. But you could say the same thing about, you know, Hungarian dance music. Right? I mean, you could say exactly the same thing. There's nothing oh, new sure. or interesting about that. That's anyway, a little niche, but yes. Well, I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about very specific. I mean, opera as, a, as an art form basically had about 50 years and then died. And it was resurrected as musicals, right? And, and it's been living <laughs> as a zombie opera for like, you know, opera's been living as a zombie form its entire life after well, that. Because it really only had that little window. Then you have so that's, the rock opera. About niche. That's niche, right? Yeah. Um, all right. So yeah, I agree with you. There, there are plenty of musicals that I actually do enjoy. I just, I'm not a huge, not a huge fan of, um, of theatrical productions of musicals. I'm just not. And, and, and again, I like a lot of the, the old classics, like I said, West Side Story and, you know, and, 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 and all those pieces. Right. But I just, I'm not. not See, ironic because a lot of people will say that Nowadays, our age and younger will say that oh, they don't like the old stuff, but the new stuff they can get into once well, they're exposed I mean, to I, it. I'm pretty sure after you met me, you realized I was curmudgeonly in about 15 minutes. Yes, that's true. Probably well, once I, once you once we were in high school and you had that hernia. Yeah, I kind of figured you're basically right. an old man. Yeah, it's basically basically it's it's official now. <laughs> um all right, folks. Well, we didn't solve anything about musicals, but, but at you least learned... we get to talk a lot about them. Wait. Hey, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Oh, I was going to ask you a question. And you learned way too much about Kami tonight. Yeah. Uh, have you, sir, seen Chess the musical? You know, I've never seen Chess the musical, and that shocks me. Because, I know because I love One Night in Bangkok. Of course, it's it's fantastic, but it also Chess is kind of capitalizing on the fever that comes post. Um. What's his name? The famous American chess player, Bobby Murray Fischer. Head. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Past Murray Head, the the famous singer. So anyway, they they you know uh, they kind of try to cash in a little too late on that phenomenon and make chess really interesting. We're like traveling all over the world and playing games and stuff. And I recently watched a documentary about Bobby Fischer, which I think was on HBO. And the whole time, all I could do was sing Chess the Musical because basically they, it's like somebody just took that phenomenon and said, wouldn't it be really funny if we made a musical out of this? Of course, yeah. it, it, it wasn't very good. Some, like I anyway. said, some of the most ridiculous things made in the musicals, you're like, that sounds so dumb. And then you actually see yeah. it and you're like, ah, that was actually pretty entertaining. You know? Yeah. Not Cats, though. 
No, nah, okay. I could never really get into Cats, except for like one or two songs. Uh, but honest to God, if you ever have the chance to see either Heather's the Musical or Legally Blonde the Musical, it's just fun. It's just a fun show. It's it's nothing. What is your favorite musical? And I'm not talking about just the stage, you could, the stage or the screen. What's your favorite Ooh. musical of all time? Huh. That's a good question. My favorite current musical is Hamilton. I keep listening to that because um, I bought this, the album for like 99 cents on Google Play. Because um, yeah, that's all it's worth. You're a douche and a racist. And why do you hate women? <laughs> Gamergate. Gamergate. Hashtag, hashtag Gamergate. Because um, that's all it's worth. Hashtag Gamergate. Uh, you know, oh, Book of Mormon's really good. <laughs> um, I go in waves. I don't think I have any yeah. one favorite one. I, I go like like music. I know I don't have one favorite song. But there's yeah, certain that's songs tough. that's like, man, for months I can't get enough of this song. Same kind of thing with musicals. It's like sometimes I really like Little Shop of Horrors. Sometimes I really like uh, South Park, the movie. You know, sometimes I can't get enough of, I don't know, Aladdin. You know, something like that. Um, but there are some of my favorites, at least. Yeah, no, I agree with that. How about- I, I would, yeah, I would probably go i'd probably go somewhere in in the disney lexicon here somewhere um i would say aladdin's probably my favorite disney movie so i'll probably stick with that one but um musicals overall you know who 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 makes great musicals is uh, mel brooks i i uh i rewatched yeah i and absolutely but i mean even just some of the stuff that you know robin hood men in tights right is a musical and it's, <laughs> of sorts. it's hilarious. Yeah, of sorts. There's uh, mis- History yeah, of the there's... World, part one. Yep. Right? Musical. Um, it, it's it's enjoyable. This is someone who is writing a love letter, you know, decades later to the classical era of theatrical musicals, right? It, so, and, you know, we didn't even get into the thing. Break time for Hitler. Exactly. Well, we didn't even get into the rash of TV episodes of of series oh, that have musicals God. that don't normally. Christopher Walken as Captain Hook, you mean? What? What are we talking no? about? What are we talking about? You, you said TV runs of like so. No, so no TV... like episodes of normal TV shows that have musical episodes. Oh, like perhaps most. Scrubs? I was going to say Scrubs, which yeah. is a pretty good episode. They, they Most famously, perhaps, is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's literally yeah. the only episode of Buffy I've ever seen is the musical episode. Yeah. It's really interesting. I thought I thought you were talking about um, the the live productions that they now put on TV. Oh well, that's become every year. Hey, that's become yeah. a thing too. Now is like Greece. Oh, yep, live productions Peter Pan. on TV. Uh, Peter Pan, yeah. uh, whatever. But like, yeah, Greece. I I didn't I didn't Wiz. I think, the Wiz was a really popular one. Yeah, the Wiz. I I haven't I haven't seen any of those. I, but again, because I just I don't like the I, the only reason I would I think the reason that most people watch that stuff is because they're waiting for the train wreck to happen, and that's the only reason they're watching. Like because when you yeah, watch but then TV again, entertained, the time, you don't see train wrecks. But the thing is know? that then people get they get sneakily entertained by a musical that they don't think yeah. they would necessarily be that's enjoy. Um, Fair enough. There Fair enough. are uh, there there's lots of episodes of musical musical episodes of TV shows, but then there's the elusive TV show that whole series is a musical such yeah. as of course, TV's Mr. Neil pointed out cop rock 
short-lived show from the 80s. But more recently, Gallivant, which is actually... I, I've never heard of Gallivant. Have that's, you ever heard of it? It's, it, it? it just finished its second season on ABC. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's a musical? I didn't know It's that. a musical TV series. It's and it's it's done by the same guy who did the music for uh, most of the movies in the Disney Renaissance, uh, Alan Aha. Alan Menken. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's pretty it's pretty good. The second season I would say is stronger than the first, and it's surprising that it got a second season. And now people are like, oh my god, we'll get a third. This is crazy. You know, it's just pretty funny, and it's got um, it's got the the uh, the guy from Psych, the the detective. Not the main guy, but like the cop. Ah, eh, whatever. I've, I've never seen Psych. Oh, uh, Psych had a musical episode as well. Anyway, the point is, Galavan's awesome. You should watch it. Anyway. Okay. Good, good, <sighs> glad to know it. Oh yeah, and Glee. Except Glee sucked. But anyway. Yeah, Glee's horrible. I mean, a lot of these things just promote really bad singing. Um. Plus, uh, can I say too that it's not necessarily singing that I enjoy, right? So. Uh, that's that's another problem like uh, so for example you, you mentioned this before you mentioned what's the difference between the movie and the and the musical so remember when uh disney in in the renaissance era right in the in the disney renaissance of the late 80s early 90s disney would release the movie and then they'd have a couple of very popular artists cover songs right. and release them as pop songs right uh, right okay so you get, you know, like Peebo Bryson singing A Whole New World, right? You get like, you know, it, 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 these are these are really cool. Like they're meant to be pop hits, pop right. versions. It's supposed, supposed to transcend into the pop genre. Right. Be, get the radio plays. Now, those are really cool, right? I actually like a lot of those versions of those songs. In many cases, I prefer them, right? Then they, they had this idea of we need to just get the pop stars and have them do the music like Elton John. Right. And Phil Collins. You cut out the middleman. man. Yeah, didn't go as well. My point is, they used to do that. Well, you know what happens now is that when they do, now they have the the movie production, they have the pop piece, and then they have the musical number. So Mm -hmm. in any number of these musical productions that get done all over the world, whether it's on a cruise ship or whether it's on, you know, whether it's on Broadway, someone goes and says, this is the original cast production recording of The Little Mermaid. Go listen to the musical versions of any of those songs from the Disney catalog. And you're going to be like, God, this sucks. The style's all wrong. It doesn't, it, it just, it doesn't fit what you know and remember for those movies. Uh, I can't put my finger on it, but it's, it's the same reason I didn't like Frozen. They cut out the middleman with Frozen. Frozen is a, is a, is a musical that stars people that are on Broadway. It is a Broadway musical that they voice on screen. Yes, but the and thing I is, I don't like that way of singing. You, I, I've you never might been not, but here's the funny thing: yeah. is that they had Demi Lovato do the pop version of "Let It Go." They put it at the very end. They're like, and that's what got the airplay at first. It's like, You're ah, right. this is going to be the big song. They figured right. that out. And they're like, right. we're going to have Demi Lovato do it. It's going to be a big hit. But the thing is. Adina Menzel, who, as you said, is Broadway superstar, was, was an amazing voice in Rent yes. and Wicked. Amazing voice. Yes. Frankly, did a lot better version, I think, and I yes. think most people would agree. Of Let It Go. You, you're, I, I completely forgot about and, the Demi Lovato cover. Because, you're absolutely 100 percent right about and that. And because of YouTube being what it is, and people having this access to the original song that they didn't back in the 90s, they can yeah. vote with their clicks. And Disney's like, yes. oh, 
I guess people like this other this other version. Yeah, we should push that more. And the Demi Lovato one's like, like you just said, basically forgotten. Um, yeah, as it should be because it kind of sucks. Anyway, but one of the reasons I didn't like Frozen was because it was very much a Broadway production that they put on there, and the singing is like a Broadway production. Now, again incredibly talented people. I'm, I'm not making any kind of a statement about these people's talent at all. I just don't prefer that kind of singing. I like, I like, I, you know, I can really enjoy opera because opera is really kind of like controlled screaming in many ways. Um, especially when you get up to the, to the, to the higher ranges in, in female voices in particular. And that takes an immense amount of control, an immense amount of preparation, and an incredible amount of training. It's unbelievably difficult to do that. Oh, right? sure. It, it's I, I can really appreciate that. What I don't like about musicals is that they tend to be popish, but they have this glee mentality about them, and I just can't take that. I can't stomach it. And that is what it, Frozen is full of. There are some. Mm, so you're an some old transitions. Well, no, if anything, I'm saying kind of the opposite. Like the old fogies like that, that kind of stuff. It's come, it's been cyclical, right? Like it's, it's cyclical. Like if you, if, if, if you go back to the Disney Renaissance, the old fogies were saying, I want Mary Martin. I want, you know, Angela Lansbury, which they ended up using, um, you know, like they, they, they want all of the old stars. They want to, they want to see that kind of, of presentation. It, it, it came back around and now guys like me look back and say, I'd rather have that kind of presentation. I like straight. I like it, you know, I like it very, very kind of, uh, you know, uh, um, when I say straight, I mean, you know, uh, uh, tonal, right. Instead of all this bending and all this inflection and all this pop infused crap that people do now, it basically, you hear the same thing on American Idol. Listen to somebody on American Idol. I mean, American Idol is gone now, so that doesn't work. Uh, whatever show still left the voice. Listen to somebody cover a song on The Voice and, and realize that it doesn't really sound very good. Like no, they're trying okay. to make it. Okay, I see what you're theirs. saying, but I think that's different. I yeah. think you're, I think you're attributing a, <clears throat> a not a tactic, a um, an aspect to musicals and the way songs are sung in them that isn't as prevalent as you think it is. Yeah, I, I, I you're probably right. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you right now, this is a subtle thing. It's a subtle thing. Most people will not have the same reaction that I do to this. I just, that is the primary reason I didn't like Frozen. I think Frozen is, is, a, is a great story. I think it's a, a, a very good movie. And, and I am absolutely going to be recommending it when my daughter is of age to watch it over and over and over again. It's fantastic. But I didn't really care for the singing in it. And it's not because, again, the talent level has nothing to do with that. Brilliantly talented uh, musicians and singers I just I hate that aspect to me. It was Disney basically saying, hey, this is going to get made into a Broadway show anyway. Why don't we just cut out the middleman? We'll just make it like a Broadway show and, right now and that, in the movie. That is becoming a Broadway show. Uh, that's what I mean. But that's what I mean. Because right? Broadway so, shows like that make bank. They so. they knew that was going that was going to happen. And and to me, that's that's just I don't that's not Disney movies to me. Hey, sorry. Hey, you want to yeah. know the highest grossing musical of all time? You want to take a guess? You talking about in the theaters or no, in no, no. a sorry, sorry. Movie? Broadway. Broadway. The highest grossing of all time. I will say it is The Book of Mormon. Incorrect. Wow. It is The Lion King. Ah, yeah, well that's run for a long, long, it's, long it's time. It's still running. I think it started in ninety seven yeah. or so. It's made over a yes. billion dollars. Wow. Crazy. 
That is crazy. Crazy pants. Anyway. The version they have at Disney World was pretty cool. There you go. Anyway. All right. So uh, enough about musicals. Let's move on. Shall we? (laughs) Yes. For those of you that fell asleep because you never wanted us to talk about musicals to begin with. Wake up. Why don't we try to talk about some of the the normal stuff we we usually talk about. So um, many of you have been contributing questions during our conversation around musicals. For those of you that want to ask questions about musicals, please do. For those of you that want to ask questions about pretty much anything else. Please feel free to do so as well. You can tweet your questions to me at It's the Commodore, or if you're following along with us in the chat, just click on my name, Commodore128, in the upper right-hand corner, and send me a private message. Many of you have lots of good questions. My only question to you, Rue, is are you ready? Yeah. I just got reminded that Mary Poppins musical exists, and it sucks. Anyway. Mary Poppins, the musicals, yeah, I mean, like, even that, like, I, I just... Well, that's one instance, like, I don't really like Mary Poppins, the movie, and the musical just makes it worse. It extends everything. There's an Jim evil... Chimney. There's an evil Mary Poppins in the Mary Poppins musical. It's completely unnecessary. Mm. Anyway, don't get yeah. me started. Yeah, weird. Bad choice. Um, <laughs> I have a first question to you that was that I promised one of my Twitter followers I would ask you. All right. And that is, why in the world... Are we so far behind in uploading our podcasts? It should be uploaded now. So we're up to date. We should be up to date. There were some weird technical issues for a while. We were like a month or two behind. I don't know what it was. The files were up on the website. They just weren't transferring to FeedBurner. And then mm. I checked later. I checked yeah. like days and weeks later and it was up. I was like. I think I tried like reloading it. I like deleted it off the server, put it back on. Anyway, we should be up to date now. All right. And I'll try so to get this one up as soon as possible. So you that have been possible. tweeting at me, telling me to check in on that. I checked in on it and, and we go. took care of it. Harry. The answer is hell if I know. Took care of it. But it should be fine yeah. now. All right. Um, let's, let's get this thing. Let's get this party started. Okay. Um, Marquis is going to ask us a question about musicals. So I'm going to, I'm going to jump right in on that. I'm uh, getting to know the Commodore. Get that? See? Very good. Anyway, <laughs> wait, wait, on before, to better music. Before you move on, C. Goldsmith has the quote of the night. This is the best episode of analysis paralysis ever. Yeah, it kind of is. Isn't it? Still yeah, want to rename like, this, this, whole, this whole podcast analysis paralysis. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I know. We, we, we go around and around in circles. I was ecstatic last week to hear that you are a Toad the Wet Sprocket fan. Ah, um 80s 90s rock or adult alternative is my favorite genre adult alternative that's interesting uh is my favorite genre and toad is one of my favorite bands so what is your favorite album by them we did talk about that last week you can't go wrong uh but i like either coil or fear do you have a fa- favorite toad the wet sprocket record um or let me just answer that i like uh never mind yeah never mind was was pretty good that yeah. was that was a game changer Oh, so I actually so also this is, glass houses. Yeah. yeah. Um, glass houses, the musical. Yep. So my, I would have to say my favorite toad album top to bottom is fear because it's just got so many great songs on it. Walk on the oceans on it. Uh, all I want, which is pretty much the way everybody knows toad, the wet sprocket. I think it was really one of their only, if maybe the only top 10 hit they ever had. Um, but it's also got Hold Her Down, which I think is a really great song, um, an underestimated one called Nightingale Song. So it's, it's got a lot of great, great ones on it. Um, I would say Fear. Um, and Rue will agree. All right, let's go to... Yep. I agree. 
Let's go to um, Broccolope, who asks a question. I'm going to go for the obvious one here. But if you had to turn one video game into a Broadway musical, which one would you choose? Now, first uh, of all, I would not do that at all because I think that's a terrible idea. Final Fantasy VI, but I think you knew that. Yeah, I, I think you knew that too. Because it's a um, musical in a game. There's a musical it's already, in the game. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it's got a little bit of little, uh, musical sorts. Done. As you would Opera. It's, it's, it's touching. And you know what? That's the part that makes you cry. Yeah, it's great. Musicals. It's great. Um, okay. Uh, good. We'll, we'll move on from that one. Okay. So DTX 180. DTF. What? Tri- triumphant return to, to the podcast to ask a question. Um, do you think people overstate the difference in quality between Mega Man 2 and 3 versus the rest of the NES Mega Mans. Now, hold on. Before you answer that question, can I just say thank you. Thank you, DTX180, for getting us back into the realm of video games. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Now, answer the question. No, this is something we actually know something about. Uh, I actually – I mean, you make a good point. Is it that 4, 5, and 6 are really worse than 2 and 3, or is it just that people were tired of the formula by that point? I think that's part of it. But also, I do think that Mega Man 2 and 3 were better designed levels in the game. It's kind of like Mega Man 9 when it came out. More recent Mega Man in the old style was really yeah. clever with its design, stage design and things like that. And they were like, oh, this is popular. Let's get 10 out like the next year. And 10 was just not nearly as exciting. Um, I don't think they took as much time to design it as well. Um, the way, the way <clears throat> some of the great things about the way two and three work, Mega Man two and three is that the way that you can use the weapons to yes, not only beat enemies but access other parts of the stage and move right. ahead and forward in ways that you wouldn't necessarily otherwise are very clever. And actually, that's also why I really really like Mega Man X as opposed to Mega Man X2 or X3 or X4, because I think X did an excellent, excellent job of hiding little tidbits here and there uh, that you can use the um, weapons to get to. It's funny. As soon as I read this question, the first thing I thought of was Mega Man X, because I think Mega Man X is similar in many ways to the quality, if we're going to call it quality, we'll call it qualities of Mega Man 2 and 3. Um but I would agree with you that none of the other ones really have that same kind of quality to it. Um, right. It doesn't have it. The and it I have played Mega Man 9, by the way. So maybe it does, but I, I, haven't, I haven't done that. So I don't know. All right. Great question. Thank you. Uh, let's go to... I got to ask this one because it's, it's funny because <laughs> I have. And this is, this is great. Alex asks... Have you seen the 1980 movie musical Popeye with Robin Williams? I'll I gladly musical? pay oh. you Tuesday for your thoughts today. <laughs> I've, I've seen parts of it. I forgot it was a musical. I thought it was just a yeah. movie. I saw that so long ago it's and like, pushed sh- it way out of my head. It's got Robin Williams and Shelley Duvall, I think. Shelley Duvall. Yeah. So, Who plays Bluto? Somebody famous plays Bluto, too. Let's find out. Give me a second. You talk about um, it. I'll, I'll find out. Well, I mean, I, like I said, I pushed it out of my head. I um, remember a I, I know I know now retroactively that they spent a ton of money on that movie trying to get everything right. And it was an abysmal flop. That movie did terrible at the box office. Apparently, no one cared about Popeye anymore. Don't tell Joey Gladstone. 
Okay, 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 okay. Okay, 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 okay. I mean, I, there were there were even Popeye jokes in Fuller House. Of course there were. Who the hell knows about about Popeye anymore? Right? Like that's Popeye is pretty much a dead franchise at this point. Bluto, Bluto, like the Flintstones. There, I said it. Paul L. Smith was okay, maybe Bluto. Not. So maybe not. Nope, fail. No. Okay. Um, poop check, packy, pappy. Here we go. Anton asks, Rue, what got you interested in video production? Hey, I got interested too. How did you go about teaching yourself? <laughs> Tips? Oh. Uh, well, I think we've told the story about, but before, but it's been a while <clears throat> that we were talking. We were kind of idly talking in like 2009 about, hey, some people are doing, talking about geeky things online and making videos. We could do that. Yeah. We, we could probably do it better than some people. Um. And so we were like, let's start a website. Plus, the other thing that we haven't told in a while is we made some disastrously bad videos while we were in high school. Yeah. And I came to the table and said, you know, it's interesting you say that about these people making videos online. Okay, that's fine. Why We should just get together and make some of those stupid videos again because I bet we could do them a lot better now. And we didn't. So it was kind of like bang, bang, bang. Like we, we, we had two things going on at the same time and – we didn't make videos better than we did in high school. <laughs> and, um, um, but you know, we, we, we did make videos about geeky stuff and, and I think that's done pretty well for us. So, you know, whatever. Um, as for how we learned, uh, it's, I mean, completely self-taught. Neither one of us yeah. is taught, uh, or, or uh, has any sort of formal education in trial and error, which is why yeah. a lot of our videos are fairly, <clears throat> I mean, the technical aspects of them are fairly simple. We don't yeah. do a lot of like after effects or anything like that, no. special effects or, there or, or, no. or some such. It's, and we wouldn't want to anyway. I mean, no. we were, it was the best we could do to just get a scene lit most of the time because mm -hmm. even that was terrible. I I'll, mean, like I, I, I did take a production class, so I, I had like basic knowledge, but trying to load up lights in, in a regular old room when you don't have any lights and you're just using regular lights is awful. You got to learn, excuse me, you got to learn about color temperature and lighting a scene yeah. correctly, things like that. I mean, it's a lot of trial and error. You're going to do a lot of things wrong at first. But the thing is, is that the Internet is out there and it's a great resource in general. Plus, the best way to learn is just by doing. You're going to make some crap at first. But, you know, everyone yeah. does. It's fine. Yeah. It's just got to jump in and, and start playing around with any tools you can get your hands on. <laughs> Um, Lupicillo asks, how much of the popularity of Final Fantasy games is due to their music? Mm. A lot. A lot. Uh, I don't know if it's due to their music, but it's definitely um, the, the enduring legacy the, of Final Fantasy it helps the enduring has legacy. a lot to do with music. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Th I don't think it had a lot necessarily, at least at first, to do with uh, um, getting it popular, but it helps us. I, I disagree. I disagree. If, really? you, if you play... I understand what you're saying. I, I totally get it. But play Final Fantasy IV and put garbage music from a regular <laughs> old SNES game on it. And it's kind of like, a hey, this is a pretty cool RPG with really terrible music. But I'm thinking of when you finish the prologue and the and it's like the castle and like the, the text is scrolling up the screen and it's playing this beautiful you know, um, fanfare in the background and you just go, my, this is like awesome. This is unbelievable. Right. 
you see in one scene what great music can do. It's it's a lot like what people ask if if John Williams hadn't scored Star Wars, would Star Wars have been popular? Mm. Star Wars would still, I think, be popular, but it, it helps would not push it. be. It it wouldn't. Star Wars would not be anywhere near as effective if it weren't for John Williams. It helps. Put, it helps push it into the zeitgeist. I would say that's it. If you don't get goosebumps when Luke is looking out over Tatooine with the with the suns and during the sunset, um, when John Williams just hits you in the nose with with the with that whole. I thought you were gonna say nuts. No, he doesn't hit you in the nuts. Uh, <laughs> he's gonna make you feel bad. But he just he just punches you in the face. I mean, like it's it's almost like they mixed it intentionally too loud. If you watch if you watch that scene, it's it's almost it's almost it's almost like they made a mistake because it's so loud. But the music is that moment. That music so perfectly captures that moment that whether George Lucas was really trying to convey that or not, and I am convinced the more I watch it that he wasn't. John Williams made that scene. It's his scene. That's it. Same thing with video games, man. And I, and I think Nobuo Ematsu is, is just is one of those geniuses that... Um, oh, he is brilliant. He is. He's brilliant. I mean, the, the guy's unbelievable. And that might be some of his best work is in Final Fantasy. Um, you know, that, that all of us know and love and remember. And could, could hear a melody in 10 notes and say, I know what that is. I can name that tune in 10 notes. Yeah. Thank name you, Kathleen tune. Gifford. <laughs> uh, Sonic Rose Welcome back to the program Sonic Rose Question what is the most profound lesson You've learned from a video game And which game taught you that lesson Ooh. Man that's a great question So uh, I have one I'm not going to say this is the most profound But it's a, it's a profound lesson I'm going to give you a quick example So um, I, I have often wanted to assemble These kinds of things from uh this is one of my many ideas for a book is to assemble a lot of these lessons together and write about them so that people could understand how video games can positively impact people's lives and uh, and what they can do. So it's very impactful, but uh, uh, not the most profound, but a profound lesson, because I think most of the profound lessons you learn from video games, you actually don't learn in a conscious way. You learn them in a subconscious way. You play the game Oregon Trail. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oregon Trail, Apple II, classic, right? We used to play it in school. There comes a point in Oregon Trail where you have to go cross rivers. Um, and it comes up at that point with a multiple choice. Okay, you, you're ready to cross the river. Do you spend a little extra money, go, go pay for a ferry, cross the river safely? You're going to spend some more money. You don't have a lot of money, but that's a, that's a safe option. Do you... Just basically pack everything inside the wagon, sell the horses, take a chance, and ride that thing like a boat across the river. Risky, but could work as long as the current's not too strong. Do you, ford the river, just say, screw it. It doesn't look that deep today. I'm, I'm going to ford the river. Horses right across. We're just going to cross right to the, to, the ne- to the next side. Risky, really risky. Could lose everything. Could lose your children, but there's one, right? <laughs> um, you can make more. It's fine. Right. And then you get down to the bottom, and there's a last option that says, wait until conditions improve. Where am I going with this? Recently, <laughs> I had a conversation. Sound like a professor or some, <laughs> or some such. Yeah. Recently, 
I had uh, there, there's a mutual friend of ours and um, that, that this is a chronic issue with. I, I won't use that specific example, but other people that, that come and ask me for advice sometimes. It's trying to and ford they rivers were, all the time. And they were, they were kind of just sitting there, you know, saying, okay, listen, I really want to do X, Y, Z, but I don't know how to do it. And, and so, you know, I, I'll try this again in six months or I'll try this again in eight months or what have you. And I use that example for Morgan Trail. Because I said, listen, you know that they included that option as a joke because we all know, wait until conditions improve. You're watching a giant river. It's, you know, you're not going to sit there for three hours and go, oh, look, look, the river's three, you know, three meters, you know, deeper now. I, I, I can't I can't cross it or it's, you know, now it's not as deep. I'll, I'll, you know, the current's not as bad. That doesn't happen. Right. That's there as a joke. It's there to, for people that are really indecisive. Right. So I was telling my friend who had, who had played this game, I said, don't be the person that selects, wait for conditions to improve. If you just sit there and you wait for the stars to align, you're never going to make the first move. You have to do something. I don't care if it's the wrong thing. I don't care if it's the right thing. Just do something. You know where I learned that? From the Oregon Trail. I hate to say this, but I think wait until conditions improved actually could improve conditions if you used it. I'm Probably. Just, I'm just saying. But did you ever really pick that? Yeah. I think I think conditions improved. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with a more vague or generalized answer <clears throat> in that not anything specific from video games, but just in general, playing video games made me want to be more creative and tell stories and <clears throat> make music and 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 make videos and things like that like from when i was a kid up through even today you know if you want to talk about doing this kind of stuff uh like i would i would do things like play final fantasy and be like oh i want to write a story you know uh, concerning characters that are kind of like this or mm. or we would play a video game and we we're like hey let's go let's go write a game in basic because <laughs> because i want to make a video game that'd be cool right and we can talk it can be like star trek or something like that you know yes uh, so video games more inspired me to be creative. I think uh, it's probably a generalized thing that I've learned. Yeah. In terms of life lessons, so it's good. It's good. It's not. All, here's here's something I want to say. It's not. Despite what Anita Sarkeesian would tell you, it doesn't teach us to be misogynist. It doesn't teach us all that that women mm. have to be rescued. It doesn't teach us those things. I would argue that in spite of those things, it can teach us really, really valuable things about life. The way that all art can, and now you are, now you know the thesis of my book. Yep, Anita Sarkeesian is a an intelligent and committed feminist, and also a hot broad. So <laughs> she knows brilliant what she's, knows what she's talking yeah, she, about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's yeah. Bingo. Uh, also, right. Lupicillo in the chat's correct. Irrespective of everything, Cooper Cat the musical needs to happen. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Cooper's inspired you to 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 be creative. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, Tanner asks favorite guilty pleasure in music. Be honest. This this is gonna be a list a mile long for you. For me? Yes, for you. You have so many guilty pleasures in music, it's not even funny. What like what? Um ha! let's see. Ha, I win. Do, you, <laughs> do musicals count? <laughs> I was about to say just about everything we've talked about in this entire show. Yeah, I know. Is, uh, Have you been paying attention? Um. Uh. So, uh, Acapulco, nineteen twenty-two. Guilty pleasure. Um. 
I'm gonna say no. I, Call me maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. You like that song? Oh, I love it. I don't like that. It's amazing. Um, I have guilty pleasures like Air Supply from the '80s. Like I'll listen to "I'm All Out of Love." Most '80s songs I think are guilty pleasures. Lupus L, Barbie Girl. I was literally singing that in the lab the other day. I got other people uh, hooked on it. But do you like it? Do you like yeah. Barbie Girl? Come on, okay. Barbie, let's go party. Because a guilty pleasure, <laughs> you actually like yeah. it. Like I can sing "Mbop" by Hanson. I don't like the song, oh. right? Y- yeah, you, know you do. Don't no, don't, don't be fronting. Don't be fronting. Um. <laughs> Come on. Uh, you, some, uh, your guilty pleasure. Hit me, baby, one more time. Anything by Katy Perry? Yeah. Uh, there's a song called Hot and Cold by Katy Perry. I like that one. It's good. That's Ooh, a good one. What about I Kissed a Girl? Mm, I don't like that song. Yeah, I know. That's actually not one of her better ones. No, it's not. Well, she's got some good guilty pleasures. I, I don't like Katy Perry at all. Firework? Um, yeah, but I mean, Firework. Firework could have been sung by any number of different people. The uh, Max Martin, who wrote, I think wrote the song, just picked her. Uh, once Katy Perry sings a song, it's forever hers. Hit me, baby, one more time's a good one. How about how about I saw the sign? Yeah, that's a good, but that's, that's, a, a, but that's a good song. I like it. It's a guilty pleasure. <laughs> Right? I mean, I, I'm not going to run out into the street and say, hey, I love I Saw the Sign. No one's going to say, okay, what? <laughs> Katie Carrara says, Katie Perry sounds like a goose being punched, which is surprisingly <laughs> accurate. She actually does. Not as, much as, not as much as Britney Spears sounded like a, a squeezed duck uh, when she sang. Oh, they could get together and be best friends. Uh, listening to that song, just well, it's like nails on a chalkboard now. But nostalgia. Um, Psychopather asks, what is the best slash most interesting panel you've ever been to at a convention, expo, or festival? What is best in Man. life? The best one I have ever been to. Hmm. Mm. The, the <clears throat> game archival one we went to might have been the best. That was really good. That one uh, definitely influenced me a lot. One. I learned one, a lot. The yeah. one that was, I think, hosted by John... Anderson from at the time Gama Sutra. Yes. At the uh, time. Yeah. Uh, that what we saw at PAX East several years. Hey, that we missed our first PAX East. No. No, it's coming up. We're so we're about to miss our first PAX East ever. It's it, it seems to be always the same week as the premiere of Game of Thrones, so it's a month away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, end of an era there, but yeah. You know. Yeah. In case you're wondering if we're going to be at PAX PAX East. No, we're not. We will not be. Yeah. We're like, yeah, like seven years in a row is enough. Uh, Or whatever it was. Six. Yeah. Um, But yeah, you know what? PAX East probably has some of the best panels I've ever seen, uh, to be fair or to be honest. Uh, It used to. doesn't anymore, which is why we don't go. Yeah, not as many. Uh, But that was an awesome, awesome panel talking about video game preservation and the uh, the pitfalls. I've actually done several panels at other conventions based off of that. Um, Another great one I saw was Jordan Mechner was the keynote one year at PAX East where he talked. It was right after an article came out because they had mm-hmm. just discovered an original version of Prince of Persia buried in a box at his parents' house. <laughs> and uh, a, a group of people got together and got the readers working, got all the old computers working so that they could archive and, and successfully save. I remember reading about that. 
this original copy that was really of cool. Prince of Persia, and, they were, and it was successful. So now we will have Prince of Persia forever. <laughs> and and it was just telling the story about how it all came together and how he like there were pictures of him like filming his brother, you know, like doing the movements in the in the front yard so that he could mm-hmm. model the character after the, the rotoscoping the movements. Yeah, so uh, awesome. I would say most of the panels that we've seen by the guys from Geek Nights, the Geek Nights podcast, have been awesome. exemplary. It's yeah. funny because their show, I I listen to for a little while, and it's really hit or miss, and I'm kind of not as much of a fan uh, of the regular show. I don't listen to it anymore. But their panels at conventions are very, very good, and I will always remember the first one we saw of theirs at the first PAX East, which was called Beyond Candyland, where it basically mm. talked... Like about video, uh, sorry, about all these, about a bunch of different board games in order of increasing difficulty and and less chance and why, you know, it's basically yes. like, like you start like, and I, and I always remember, I thought it was just fascinating, it was eye opening. It's like they started off with war, the card game war. They're like, you basically might as well flip a coin and take five minutes to show the results, you know, because right. once those cards are dealt, there's nothing you can do. Um, and then it goes off through like Candyland, which is also basically a pure chance. Um, yep, it's war on a board up game. Through like Monopoly, and then you go to chess, and then a bunch of other German types board games. And it's like this is really fat. They're just very good at making what could be really potentially dry subjects fascinating to me. So yes, and well educated in in the theoretical constructs mm-hmm. they're in instead of. What I think a lot of these panels are now, which are but are yokels that uh, have no idea. You know, they're just people that, that they just pull from the street and say, "Hey, you're talking about something controversial. We want to put you on a panel." And, and I just think that's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's a lot of that, and then also what we've what we've talked about before on this podcast, which is a lot of list panels, things like, yeah. "Ooh, yeah, RP- top ten. It's like all time. It's like uh, like there's a panel we went to. I think last year, maybe the year before. It's like classic rpg panel and we go and they're like yeah so uh what are your favorite RPGs i was playing from the final fantasy 6 the other day oh! it's like oh, uh, yeah. okay this is just listing things that yeah. we all know and i'm gonna i'm just gonna i'm just gonna drop giant, some names it's giant and i'm gonna do here. it like a geek in an awkward way in a deep voice it's not exploring so anything. i was I, you know well you know like there's always gonna be that person that just sits there like, i i could literally i can see this in my mind they're gonna sit there and they'll be like Final Fantasy Seven, and then everybody goes crazy, and like they, they didn't like they, nothing at all of merit, no no conversation around it. It's just bam, which is only I just and that's one step above my most hated, uh, my most hated panels at a convention or trade show, usually convention, which is the Q and A panel, and that's yeah. it. Like yeah. you walk in, very first thing. So uh, who has questions? Anyone got questions? Yeah. And it's always the same questions over and over. Yeah. Um, yeah. That you can, like the most basic stuff that you can see if you looked up any of their panels ever on YouTube. Anyway. Right. It's like not the questions are bad during a panel, but it's like, give me a little bit something more than that, you know? And good questions are rare. I, I will say that. Um, we went to one of the most, probably the most awful panel I've ever been to last year when, when and this was, this was even worse because it was stereotypical. Um, <laughs> not topical and you're sitting there the whole time saying somebody could have been here talking about video games, right? But it was literally, we talked about it on the show before. 
It was literally how to make a budget oh my as God. a video game. It was more like, like it, how it to was, make it was a budget finance in your life. It's like, well, <sighs> you start by... You should really take interviews very by, seriously. By tracking your, your, your spending. Yeah. Write so make a budget. Make a I would budget. really recommend you make a budget. And do any of you know how to use uh, Microsoft Excel? I think, see a show of hands. How I, many people use Microsoft Excel? <laughs> I think we were both like looking. We looked at each other. We're like about ten minutes in. Like, uh, I think we can yeah. find something. I said, to do. "I am getting the hell out of here." Yeah, and I, I don't think I was that nice about it. Nope. Yeah, if so you like, see those people, was tell them us. how bad that panel was. I don't even remember. Oh, I forgot about that. That was really if, bad. If I, if I saw them, if I saw them walking down the hall. I, I, I wouldn't know what they what they look like even, but I wanted to just I, I wanted to get out of there so bad and I wanted to go straight oh my God. to the people that organize PAX East and say, I want you I, I want to force you to sit in a room and watch this and tell me that you couldn't have got something better from the thousands of submissions you get every year for for a panel. Oh, that, that's one. Of, I'll be honest with you. That's one of the reasons why we're not going to be why we're not back this year, because that was so painfully horrible. I said, this is what Pax East has turned into. I'm out of here. Hmm. All right. Rant over. Let's move to. <laughs> here we a, go. That was a little bit uh, lengthy. That's what she said. Gizmo asks Gizmo. thoughts on the cast of the revamped Rocky Horror Picture Show ruining a classic or updating a new generation. That's one I really have no opinion on. I've never really – I've seen a little bit of Rocky Horror. I didn't like it. I think that's yeah. one of those things that – How did you not like Rocky Horror? What do you mean? I think I watched it with you actually in college, yeah. the movie. Yeah. And I was like, I don't really yeah. like this. I got bored. I mean, it's not terrible. It's not bad. Though. It's Tim not Curry. good. It's not good. I, th love? I think it's one of those things that only got big because of the craziness that surrounds the viewings, the live viewings. And well, that's it's, not it's my also scene. campy. It's very like campy, campy and it's not my scene. And I'm just like, meh, not a big fan. So I can't really comment. I'm not a huge fan of camp myself either. But um, Let's anyway, whatever. MXC. Now, uh, right, you're okay. do, you, do you think, sub question, do you think the, the new cast of Ghostbusters is ruining a classic? Uh, I feel the same way about Ghostbusters as I do about Batman versus Superman, which we didn't even <laughs> talk about. No, I'll, see, I'll see it eventually. But I'm not wasting money in the theater. I'll see it eventually. Yeah, no. Okay. Just because right, I'm fine. curious, and I'm not yeah. expecting much out of it. So all, all of you out there that uh, they don't have small children around, go go see our, our good our good pal Maddox and his re his his reaction video to the trailer for go for the new Ghostbusters movie. It is not to be missed. Uh, honestly, you know what I expect Ghostbusters to be like. I expect it to be like the recent Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Okay, so basically a watered-down, contemporized version of the original. Yes, basically. A little more extreme. A little more modern. Okay. It is, I guess it would, be, it would be contemporaneous. Contemporaneous would be the right word. I, I, I knew I made up a word there. Sure. Captain Carnage asks, what's your favorite game in a series that jumped the shark? Great question. <laughs> oh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Done. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a great one. Sonic, sorry, Sonic. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to give you one that that might be unpopular here. It is Metal Gear Solid. Really, you think it jumped the shark completely? I think it jumped the shark. Completely. I heard the last I, one was good. No. So, does that mean that everyone before it was good? 
I, I heard it was kind of like Star Trek movies where it's like every other one was bad. Uh, that's I've heard that, too. I've heard that, too. OK, fair enough. So maybe it really didn't totally I'll, jump. Here, the here's my dirty secret. Oh, by the way, we, we're talking. Maybe we should do this for the next episode. We should have a, a, a confessions like like secret confessions episode where, where we talk Good. about right. things we got to confess that are bad. But uh, uh, yes, like, I, I think I know where you're going. Like I, I think I know where you're like going. I killed a hobo the other day just to watch him die. Um, yeah, but right. even worse than that is I've never actually played a Metal Gear Solid game. Yeah, I have them all. I've just never played them. I'm like, right. one day, one day I'm gonna have like 150 hours and I'm gonna play through all these. It's gonna be great. Yeah, but not yet. Just yeah, just win the lottery, quit your job, and you can play all the video games you want. Tim Chains, so awful. Um, all right, let's uh, let's wrap this thing up. We've had a lot of good questions here. <laughs> We're, yeah. we're only at an hour and 35 at this point, so you know oh, we could just do 20 more. Which is not bad for uh, a 60-minute episode. No, exactly. Um, so I, I was gonna I was gonna uh, pull this pull this sucker in. So uh, for for the Q and A, what this is from Kefka 44. What are you and Rue's predictions for the new Star Trek series? <clears throat> Ooh, I am cautiously optimistic. Me too. That's all I got. We talked about that before. I think I think you and I have the same opinion in that we're both cautiously optimistic. That's that's news. Uh, the showrunner has been announced, like in the, like a few weeks ago. Let's uh, see, I didn't know. Oh man, uh, oh, this is a good question because we didn't talk about this in tids and bits for some stupid reason. Uh, Brian Fuller, Brian Fuller, uh, uh, yeah, Brian, Brian Fuller. Fuller. There you go. Look at that. Uh, he he was a writer on a few episodes of Star Trek Voyager, and hmm. I think Deep Space Nine. Don't quote me on that. But here's the interesting thing is that he was a showrunner for some pretty darn good. Well, first of all, he's a big Star Trek fan going way back, which is great. That's great. That's good. Yeah. He did write for Deep Space Nine. Sorry. Um, he also he did some really good ones. He did some not so great ones. But the thing is that he also did. Uh, he created Dead Like Me, mm. which was an excellent show. He did Wonder Falls, which I have not seen, but I've heard great things about. He's also done mm. Pushing Daisies. Ah, uh, Pushing Daisies. I heard which I've also that. heard great things about. So it seems like, yeah. oh, and Hannibal, which I've heard really good things about, but also never yeah, seen. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, okay, it sounds like they got a guy who's a fan. They got a guy who's competent. <coughs> yep. I am cautiously optimistic that this will be good. Past that, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be, I think it's going to be significantly in the future ahead of Next Generation. But yeah, that's all I, I got. Think you're probably right. In the prime universe. Prime universe. Yep. Um, I agree. I, I think they'll probably... I think Enterprise taught them reaching back is probably not a great idea because you're going to get Star Trek people no matter what you do. Yeah. If you want to try to attract a new audience, you should probably reach forward. And also they can't touch the, uh, the Paramount movies because CBS owns different property than Paramount. So Right. So they're going to have to come up with something that's pretty much wholly original and... Um, you know, probably looks, feels, and sounds like Star Trek, but is going to be very different than what we've seen in the past. And and I'm I'm totally fine with that. You know, as you and I talked about before, right? I mean, I I um actually got a chance to catch a couple. They were kind of on in the background episodes of Next Generation, and uh, and I miss it. I miss it. And I, I I miss Star Trek being on TV. I miss yep. newer Star Trek. And I'm not even just talking about the movies, but just having newer Star Trek would be a great thing. I'm ready for it. Ready for yeah. it. It's time. Yep. 
I mean, Sweet Next Generation and Deep Space Nine in particular, which are my two favorite series of the sh- of the of the show, or sorry, of the yeah. two favorite series of the series of the yes. franchise is what I'm trying to say. Yes, I guess uh, they're still really good for the most part. They've got their charm, starting to get a little dated, a little bit dated. Yeah. They um, absolutely are. So I think it's it's about time for some new Star Trek. It's time, and and, and the stuff the stuff that happened, particularly the stuff that happened earlier in the series. Oh God, let's forget yeah. about it. Very very dated. And so so it's like you get to the end of the series, uh, both the series you just mentioned, and and I think they still hold up pretty well. Besides the fact that they that they still, you know, look, sound, and feel like a '90s show. It's a little fuzzy. It's it's yeah. kind of a the, you know. the they got the little uh, <clears throat> the kind of weird colored beige carpeting and the wood paneling on the bridge of the Enterprise, which is like, mm, uh, but um, but you know what those okudograms on on the, 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 the on the computer terminals still look timeless, very nice. The okudograms. I, I this is this whenever we uh, we uh, mention. Michael Okuda, all I can think of is the uh, the technical manual I read about the Enterprise D. Oh, love him. Good stuff. Still got it. See, I told you we weren't... Folks, in, in case you were worried that we were going to get lost in, in musicals and we would, you'd never see us look like ourselves ever again, we snapped right back to that pretty quick, didn't we? Uh, talking about how much we love the Star Trek technical manual about the Enterprise D. <laughs> all right. Well, with that, folks, uh, we'll, we'll cap this sucker off at an hour and 40. Um, bet you didn't think we can talk that long about musicals, but then again, we can we're, probably do analysis by paralysis about just about anything. I think we proved that. Good job. That. So, uh, like I said, we're not, we're certainly not out of ideas. We've got plenty of good ideas in the normal vein of the things that we do. If you have a suggestion for a program you would like to see, um, and a, a potentially a topic you'd like to see us tackle, all you have to do is let us know. You know where to get me at now. It's at, it's the Commodore. Find Rue at Rue underscore C-O-T-G-W. Uh, please let us know if you'd like for us to do a particular topic of note. We've got, um, yeah, we've got a couple of things we need to talk about here. All right. Um, so we we had our last show last week. We only did that because we missed. Technical difficulties. We canceled the program from two weeks ago. Yep. So we're back on track. Yeah. So the next time people will see us will be two, two weeks. weeks from today. So Wednesday, if you want to see it live, it's Wednesday. April 13th. Yep, that's correct. At 9 p.m. Eastern. Eastern Daylight Time now. Uh, and uh, apologize, or apologize, apologizes, apologies for uh, uh, the the delay on getting the podcasts updated. I'll try to get this one out as uh, soon as possible. Probably next day is usually a good, safe bet uh, for getting that done. So there. There you go. Perfect. I like it. We'll 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 uh, we'll we'll stay more more on top of that. Okie doke. Well, hey, you know, maybe next time we'll talk about Fuller House or something else completely totally ah, unrelated. We already talked about that. Yeah, kind of covered it, didn't we? Yep. How uh, still one of my favorite tweets of all time, <laughs> and, and I favored it, and I don't favor tweets. <laughs> the one where, from last where time. Stephanie dies and marries John Stamos. Whose ghost marries John Stamos? Not Uncle Jesse. John Stamos. John Stamos. Yep. Um, still one of my favorite tweets of, of all time. Um, anyway, this, uh, folks, is is the Echo Screen Live. We talk about all kinds of crazy uh, and, and nonsensical often things. Poop. We hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you for spending time with us, both uh, 
you know, together here with us in the chat and uh, he, in the here and now. And for those of you that listen to the show, um, well after the fact. Thank you all for being a part of this. Thank you for listening to our voices drone on. For Rue, I am the Commodore for the Clan of the Grey Wolf. And there is no reset button. Wah, 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 wah. I don't know what that was. That was the ending of a musical, apparently. Cool. You're welcome. Thank you. Frank Cock. Oriental setting, but the city don't know what the city is getting. The crumb to the crumb of the chess world and a show with everything but Yule Brenner. I can't. Remember the words. Something about chess and beating all the chess turds. Hey, put down the book. What are you?